How y'all doing? Thank you so much for showing up. We had a, an amazing time last night. Everybody and their daddy showed up. It was so good. Thank you for turning the lights on. Um, so what I'm going to do is I want to hear from you today, you know, because this is our first time in Florida for this kind of meeting. So I want to hear from you whatever's on your mind. I want to hear about it. What we're doing, our theme this year is bringing back Christianity because I realize one of the primary problems in America is that we don't have Christianity anymore. And as a result, there is no love, there is no direction. And we have allowed the children of the lie to destroy Christianity. They've destroyed that. They have destroyed the family. They have destroyed men. And I understand why they do it, because they hate the image of God. They don't want God around at all, because you have this battle between good and evil, right versus wrong. So you have those who are in a fallen state, they work for evil, and those who have overcome the fallen state work for good. So we shouldn't be surprised that this battle is happening. You know, that's the way it should be. I love fighting this battle. Uh, there's nothing like fighting a spiritual battle within myself and outside. So be happy to deal with this battle. God is with you, and you cannot go wrong. I, uh, oh, and by the way, Happy Men History Month. August is Men's History Month. So Happy Men History Month. Uh, we got to bring back men, the order of God, God in Christ, Christ in man, man over woman and woman over children. And women need men in the way that men need God. It's just not going to work any other way. And a lot of guys are getting beat up by the, How many guys got beaten up by your woman? <laughs> he got <laughs> that's a shame <laughs> he said he got stabbed by his baby mama <laughs> how you get stabbed by your baby mama oh hold on for the mic she really stabbed you yeah, in the face Oh, the mic's not on. Hold on. Test, test. Okay, go ahead. Well, we were fighting, and I tried to leave and, you know, go back out to a friend's house for the night and just forget about it, and I just felt a hit in my face, and I'm like, why won't you leave me alone? And I'm like, oh, what's this dripping down me? And I'm like, oh, I was stabbed. I'm bleeding. <laughs> and, and that was the end of that. What? Did you fight back, or you just let oh, her Oh, she fight? went to jail. I, I, I did what oh. was needed. Okay. I defended myself. She's in jail now? Unfortunately, no. Did you put her in jail? Yes, sir. Oh, okay. but you didn't get her out? No, no, no. Are you done with her? Oh, yeah. 100. Okay. <laughs> I can't even imagine a woman even thinking about hitting me. That's one thought she would let cross her mind, right? Talk about observations. You were just absurd, I thought. I can't even imagine. Because if a woman hit me, she's going down right away. I'm going to knock her out and then call the police. You better come get her. <laughs> I never heard of anything like that. I don't, 
and I know it's the, uh, the feminists who have taught men that they shouldn't hit a woman. Don't hit a woman. And as a result, the women are gone out of control. I, when I travel, I see fights where women are going off on men in airports and everywhere. Because the man is, if you let somebody beat you up, they're going to beat you up anywhere all the time. You're not supposed to do that, guys. Some laws are not just laws. You're not, and some laws you just have to break because they're not good laws. And so we, we are bringing back Christianity and it's an honor. It's a blessing to be a Christian. It's a real true blessing and not a Bible thumper Christian. But a real Christian, one that has truly returned to the Father. God said that we must be born again. And being born again is not going down to the front of the church and quoting the scriptures and accepting Jesus. That's not how it is. Only God can cause you to be born again from within. And you can truly be born again of the Father. And when you're born of the Father, your whole life changes. It goes from darkness to the light and all the stuff that you pick up in that fallen state whatever you may be into he would take all that away from you but what he does first is he he um he changed the heart from hate to love because uh salvation is of the heart and most people don't know that you must be born of the heart and because the heart is wicked and all who were born in this earth are sin, right? We're born into sin. And so our hearts become wicked. And it's salvation of the heart. That's why God said, before you enter into the kingdom, you must be born again. You can't even enter into the kingdom unless you're born again. You must go and forgive. God will forgive you. Then he'll draw you in. It's just that simple. When you confess that you're wrong for hating, <coughs> um, when you confess that you're wrong for hating, then you shall be born again. Because sin is the hatred. It's not being a lesbian. Lesbian. It's not being a homosexual. It's not being a drug addict. It's not being a drunk. It's not being a pot smoker. Those are things that you do as a result of being turned away from your father. You're looking for something to make you feel better, to save you. So it's not those things. I used to think it was those things, it was those things, and I would try to overcome those things because I had been told that that was a sin, that was not the sin. That comes as a result of falling into, of your heart being come wicked, right? So you got to overcome the heart problem. Once you're born again of God, your heart changed to perfect love, and perfect love light up your soul, and it changes everything for you. It's the light of God. Um, I want to, anybody have any questions for me or anything right now? No, wait until the last minute. Yes. And then, in the back right there. Silent prayer. I'm sorry? Could we do the silent prayer? Like, you said, how do you do it? No, could we do it? Like right here, right now. Oh, could we do it now? Yes. No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. You should have done that before you left home. What the? <laughs> Y'all want to do it? Anybody else want to do the silent prayer for a minute? Okay. We'll do it. We'll help the poor sinner. 
that's pretty for the pretty for the loss. Um, uh, so without God said, "Be still and know Him." Right, and I have to tell you, the best thing that you could ever do in your life, the best thing, is to be still and know God. When you're overreacting, lifting up holy hands, carrying on, Satan is so happy about that because you're overreacting. You're into your emotions. And that makes you feel that you know God. It makes you feel like you've been born of the Father, but you're not, right? And But the last thing that Satan wants you to do is to be still. And in stillness, you can overcome anything. No matter what happens in your life, if you don't overreact to any situation, you will see that God is with you. And you will see that you will develop faith in everything. But if you overreact, you're going to feel lost. Stop overreacting. If the police is coming, don't overreact. Just be still. And I'm telling you, it'll blow your mind. So let's take a few minutes. And what I want you to do is just totally relax. Let go. Just let go. You got to put your palms up because heaven is above and inside of you. Hell is down there. And so put your palms up and just close your eyes and relax. Just, uh, and we're just going to relax from the top of our head to the tip of the toes. Just totally relax and let go. And you're going to observe the, I want you to be aware of the first thought that comes. Look for the first thought, all right? Be, right? be aware of that. So what I want you to do is just relax and close your eyes and from the top of your head, let you come down to your eyeballs. Let your eyeballs rest in the socket. Don't control anything. We are not in control of anything. We cannot control anything. Of ourselves, we can do nothing. So relax your eyeballs. Just let it relax. Let your tongue relax. And let yourself breathe. You don't need to force yourself to breathe. You will breathe naturally. Uh, from your shoulders, just let your shoulders relax. All the way down your hands, just totally let go. Totally relax. Be still and know God. And the more you let go, He will take over. Travel all the way down your legs, all the way down to the tip of your toe. Just be aware of those areas. Just totally let go. And what you want to do is observe the thoughts. I'll tell you in a minute how to do that, but you're going to observe thoughts. What the light of God does, it brings you out of the darkness of your imagination. God said, bring every thought into captivity. So you want to come out of the darkness of the thoughts of the imagination. You went into the imagination when you were traumatized as a kid. You went into your head trying to survive. Now it's time to come out as an adult. So with that in mind, I want you to relax. Just totally relax. And right, right above your eyebrows, right in your forehead there, where thoughts travel. I'm not talking about no third eye or anything. No fourth eye, no fifth eye. Just where thoughts travel. Thoughts travel across your forehead. 
just relax and build, stand back within yourself and look at those thoughts. If you don't have any, don't make it happen. If you have a whole bunch of them, just watch them like you're watching a movie. If you see darkness or light, you just become the observer. God created you and blew life into your body and you became the observer of life. He is the creator. So just totally relax. And it's best to sit up and do it when you first start doing a silent prayer because you will fall asleep. You've been stressed out all your life, in your head, overreacting, worrying, and all that. And so your body will relax when you let go of all those thoughts. Those thoughts are not from God. They are not from you. They are from Satan. God's voice is a quiet, still, voiceless voice. He will reveal things to you. Satan talked to you. And that's why he said, my children shall know me by my voice. My voice is a quiet voice. So just be aware of those thoughts. Don't hold on to them. The bad ones or the good ones, they're both imposters. Let them go. I'm going to be quiet for one minute, and I just want you to be aware of the thoughts. Let yourself breathe. Totally let go and let God. And you want to hear the sounds around you, you know, traffic, whatever you hear, because that's happening in the present. It's not yesterday, it's not tomorrow, it's happening right now. So you wouldn't be bothered by noise because God is in the present as well. Totally relax. Let every thought go. Just watch as though you're sitting back watching a movie. And you're just the observer of the movie and not in the movie. Before we open our eyes, you don't want to put any effort into this at all. Just relax and let go and let God's will be done. I recommend you do this every morning, every night. Uh, If you do it the first thing in the morning, you would notice that the challenges of the day would be much easier to overcome. They would not stop you. You would not overreact. And at night, if you do it before bed, you will sleep like a baby at night. You would get rest. You'll be able to rest. God will be with you. 
So don't let Satan talk you out of it. Do it every morning, every night. I've been doing it for 32 years now. And even when I go to bed late, if I'm on the road, I make sure I do it. I cannot imagine not being quiet and knowing the Father. All right, you can open up, slowly open up, and take your time, move your eyes. That's all to it, and it's easier when you, the more you do it, it's so simple, it'll blow your mind. And you're going to find that during the day, you're not all in your head, caught up with situations. You will see, and the thoughts are going to, after a while, be far and far away from you, and you will only be in the presence of God. And if a thought should come, you would notice it right away, and it'll just pass. You, and you will forget about thoughts and you'll recognize the Father's voice. All right? Uh, the man that wanted us to do this, what was your first thought? I'm sorry? I've been doing the silent prayer but uh, by, by myself, but I wanted to experience it in a group. Oh, okay. Big difference. Amazing. Amazing. Any questions about the prayer or anything? Come over here. Right. Uh, let's go here first, Nick, and then there. That's Nick, the anchor baby, my producer. <laughs> yes, sir. Jesse, sometimes you talk about um, your own uh, change of heart, how it happens in an instant. Yes. And But for me, it feels like this process, and I know sometimes you say it's not a process, it's not gradual, it happens in a moment, but I yes. can't quite understand how that is, and I feel like I'm part of this long process because I forgave my parents I do the silent prayer but I still feel the same so how does it actually how is it that I can in a moment it doesn't feel like a moment it feels like a long journey and uh, what made you go and forgive your parents well after hearing it from you you know I reflected that I do hold resentment especially towards my father All right my parents why, do you, why did you resent your father well my parents divorced and I always I, I kind of had this feeling that it was my father's fault because he left the house. You know? Oh, I see. So once I realized, you know, that I always kind of kept this resentment towards him that I should go and forgive him. And I had a good talk with him. And he appreciated it. He actually cried when I told him that. Yeah. You know, Fathers um, love their children. And yeah. when they leave, they don't leave their children. They leave the woman, the wife. Mm-hmm. They don't leave. But the wife will make you think, your father was an alcoholic. Your father was no good. He cheated on me. What it had to do with me? He didn't cheat on me, right? Mm-hmm. But it, uh, it, they, they made you think that he didn't love you when it was just a battle between the two of them and it had nothing to do with you. Yeah, I learned later it was actually my mother's fault. Yeah. But just the fact that he left the house as a little child, it'd say, oh, my father left. You know, right. so then I, I felt he was that. the one. Yeah. Well, did, your mind cannot comprehend God's way at all it's impossible right so don't try to figure it out you just are you doing the silent prayer yes every day every day but not morning night I do it throughout the day when I'm driving because I work are you doing the silent prayer every day yes every morning and night no are you doing the silent prayer every day yes (laughs) (laughs) not morning and night (laughs) Did God say, get up early in the morning and seat me? Or did he say, seat me on the way to work? <laughs> he didn't tell me either. <laughs> well, he said, seek him early. Those who seek early shall find. 
I want to encourage you to get up early. What time you have to go to work? What time? Uh, what seven. time you need to leave home to go? Seven to o'clock. What time? Seven. Um, get up and do it at uh, seven. Seven. Get up at six o'clock and, and do it. Um, I highly recommend you do it because that's the quietest part of the morning, and you can definitely relax and be aware. Right? Not while you're driving to work, you'll be distracted, and you're going to have a car accident. <laughs> Do you close your eyes while you're doing it? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> what the? <laughs> what made you decide to do it while driving to work rather than the first thing in the morning? Well, I think it's probably just laziness, but I have a job where I have to drive a lot. So all throughout the day when I get back in my car, I try to put myself in that mindset of just being quiet, watching my thoughts, you know. We do it the first thing in the morning, and you would naturally be in that mindset. You won't have to worry about it. It will happen naturally because God is with you. But do it the first thing in the morning. I have to be at work at, at the studio about five 15. So I get up at 3 a.m. in the morning to do my prayer first so I can get ready to go and meet Nick at the studio. And I cannot imagine not being still and knowing the Father. Get up early and do it. Don't be lazy. Are you a Mexican? No. <laughs> Are you Mexican? No, I'm not Mexican. Are you black? No, I'm, I'm Italian. What? Italian. Italian. James, Italians are white, right? Oh, <laughs> I never knew I, I was black. If I'm black, I never knew I was black. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're acting like a black person. <laughs> but no, get up early in the morning and do it. Don't let Satan talk you out of it. Because whatever you do, Satan is all involved. Oh, you don't have to get up right now. You can do it driving to work. That's why you have to doubt every thought about anything at all times. See, you get involved with everything. You can want a glass of water. He'll say, oh, what type of water do you want? And you think you're talking to yourself, right? But it's Satan talking to you. Now he, he has you confused about the type of water you want. Do you want it from the faucet? Do you want steel water? Whatever, right? You have to doubt. Are you convinced that every thought is a lie? Um, probably not. So you're not convinced every thought is a lie? Well, it's hard to say every thought, but I know what you're saying. What am I saying? <laughs> Other than every you know, thought is a lie, what am I saying? <laughs> in other words, sometimes, like, for my, for my mind to think that even to say every thought is a lie is a thought, so I, you know, certain things I believe. But can you see that every yeah. thought is a lie? Yes. Yet, do the silent prayer morning and night, really. Get up early and do it. If you have to leave home by 6, get up at 5.30 or 5 o'clock. And it'll be, believe me, it'll change your world. All right? It's worth it. So get up and do it. And don't try to figure out. What happened to me is that I didn't know that you could be born again from within. I, I think I heard about it sometime in life, right? But I didn't know what it meant. And so I just asked God. I, I remember going to church. I used to go to Crenshaw Christian Center. And for years, I did everything the preacher said. I, I hoop and holler. I, 
I did the praying in tongues thing. You ever done that? No. I used to pray in tongues. Anybody ever done that? What a mess. <laughs> I remember I used to pray in tongues. I lived in this apartment. I had a white manager. And he used to hear me over there early in the morning, 5 o'clock, doing that mess, right? And he, used, he said, Jesse, what's wrong with you over there? <laughs> what are you doing? I'm like, I'm sorry, man. But finally, I asked God, you know what, let me see myself. Because I realized I didn't know myself. And the Bible says, know thyself, right? And so one day, I was just up getting dressed. And I was in the mirror, and God let me see myself at the flashing of an eye. I was able to see myself. And inside of me, I had this wicked spirit. It was a dark spirit. And I was like, wow, I didn't know I looked like that on the inside, right? And then uh, he allowed me to see that it was anger, that I resented my mother. Because I did not know I resented my mother. Or my father. I thought I loved my mother. I felt that emotional love for my mother. At first, I thought I did, right? And But he allowed me to see that I resented her, and I wept. And it was, it was, it wasn't like a, a beta whelp or anything. I was sorry that I resented my mother. I didn't know I resented her. And I knew I was wrong for doing it, right? For resenting her. And it just all happened at a, just at an instant. And so my mother came to California, or went to LA, and I had to go and apologize because God said, when you go and forgive, he will forgive you. And, I'm, and at the time I was 38 years old, so I'm driving over there to forgive my mother, and, and fear just overtook me. And by the time I got there, I could barely walk up the steps. I'm thinking, why am I so afraid of her? And I remember that when I would ask about my father, her attitude would change. She would get upset. She didn't like him. She was like, your father no good. He doesn't love you, right? And I resented her for that. And I thought she was a mean woman for that. And that's why I had this fear because whomever you're angry at, you can't stand up to them. You can't deal with them. So I went into the house, and she and her sister sitting there having fun. And they said, don't talk to her now. You better wait. You're going to mess up her vacation. But I knew I had to forgive her. And I called into the bedroom and I said, hey, I, I want to tell you that I'm sorry for hating you. Um, all my life I resented you because you tried to turn me away from my father. But I realized now that you couldn't help it. And for the first time in my life, she told me about her life and exactly what she had done to me. Her mother had done it to her. And, and it just goes from generation to generation. And I thought my grandmother was an angel sent by God. I didn't know her kids hated her, right? And... But at that point, as a matter of fact, when I saw I resented her before I even went to her, I was able to overcome it even then, but I still had to face her. And from that day forward, it's just my whole life just been changing all by itself. Your life will change by itself in the same way it did when you were a little baby, you were born of your mother and you grew from baby to adult. You had nothing to do with that. Likewise, the real you, you are a spirit in a body, created in the image of God. And now that you return it to the Father, he will cause you to grow. So be patient. And if Satan tells you it's not working, don't believe it. And if he tells you it is working, don't believe it. Just let all thoughts pass and you even know the truth. But I highly recommend you got to be still so that he can change you. He can take over and guide you. All right? Make sure you do this. Are you married? Yes. You're married? Yeah. How long? 
Five years. Really? Any children? No children yet. Oh, good. And why no children? Uh, planning on it. We were, we were in New York City, so we wanted to come out of the city and, and find a better place to live. For, oh, so okay. I just moved here to Florida. And it take five years to do that? <laughs> for me, it did, yeah. <laughs> um, uh, are you the head of your wife? Um, I, I want to be, but I have to say that she can't handle me being strong and making decisions. She just, she, she gets, she gets so emotional that, um, I have to kind of a little bit go with what she, whatever she's going through. Are you the head of your wife? No. <laughs> I try to explain it first, but. So your wife pressure you to go along with some what she wants sometimes? Yeah. yeah. What does that feel like? It doesn't feel good, but if I go against it, things get worse sometimes. Really? Yeah. And you don't like worse? No. Really? So do you love your wife more than you love God? No. Why do you say no? Because throughout most of my life, God has been the center of my life. And even before I was married, even while I'm married, that's where my thoughts go. That's where my mind goes. So if you love God more than do your wife, why do you go along with her? Well, you know you shouldn't. Um, I don't know. I guess I've just seen by trying to go against, it just creates more tension in my life. And maybe I just feel like I can't handle that tension. So if you love God more than you do your wife, why do you go along with her? I don't know. What makes you think you love God more than you love your wife? Because that's just my main focus. That's what I care about most. If you love God more than... We have to love God with all our heart, soul, and might along with nothing else. We can't love ourselves, we can't love our wives, our children, the cat, the dog, the job, or anything more than him and our neighbors as our neighbor ourselves, right? Because if you love anybody, anything more than him, you will be controlled. So it looks like you love your wife more than you do God. It doesn't feel like that to me, but I know, I know my wife, my whole life of my wife is just a very short thing, you know? It's just for a few years. You know, and I know God is the center of my life, but um, always. So that's the one thing I want to tell you for sure and without a doubt: if you love God more than anybody or anything else, your wife can never control you. It wouldn't happen because you would be of the Father, and in Him there is no fear, no doubt, no worry, no anxiety, no depression, no suicidal thoughts, or anything. And so you would deal with your wife in a perfect way. There's no way she would get you angry. There's no way she would make you go along with something that you know you should not go along. Because your wife needs you to be strong. She needs you to be the light so she can come out of the hell that she's in. And if you truly were of the light, you would not cave. It would be impossible. That's my problem. There is fear. There is anger. So I feel like that's only possible when you're born again. And that's what my... That's what my first question was, was I feel like that hasn't happened. And so I feel like I'm not capable of it until I become a true son of God. Well, do the side of the prayer morning and night and doubt every thought. Okay. Just know that every thought is a lie. 
All right? Yep. And you'll see. But you got to doubt every thought all the time because for a while you will fall back into them, but it's not real anymore because now you're in the light, right? And you're just overcoming the thought. It's like a baby trying to learn to walk and the baby fall down. If nobody overreacts, the baby will laugh about it, get up and, and keep trying until he can walk. Likewise, you're going to fall into thought for a minute, but don't let Satan tell you it's not working. You still feel anger and all that. It's not true. Just brush yourself off and keep going. God is with you. Because once you are born of God, you cannot be unborn. It's impossible. So just doubt every thought. But, but do the prayer early in the morning, not when you're driving to work. You could do it if you want, drive to work. But, uh, but do it early in the morning, too. Okay. And the last thing at night. All right? Yep. And then you be patient with your wife because it's going to take about 50 years before she come around. <laughs> Then you'll die. But your kids will be fine. All right? Yeah. Yeah, but do the silent prayer. You'll be fine. Yeah. All right. You've got to do the prayer. And I'm telling you as a witness, and I'm black and I'm slow, and all of you have degrees, right? How many people with degrees? See? Look at all the smart people. Oh, amazing. Uh, do the silent prayer. God, love, he loves us, man. That's why he sent his son so we could get back to him. We must be born of the father. All right? Uh, over here the, with the flag. I think that's on your head, right? With the flag? Yes. Nice shirt. Thank you. Yes. America. How did you, coming from a church background with the out loud praying and you know telling God everything that you wanted, how did you become to know to just prayer and pray quietly and not ask God for anything or not believe, you know, that what you wanted, you should petition God for. Like, how did that change for you? Um, I finally asked God to let me see myself because I didn't know myself, right? And in seeing myself, it caused me to, to see. I didn't need to do the hoop and holler. I had read in the Bible before and I had heard to be still and know God, right? And I realized one day that I can't do anything about this. You know, I, I was trying to change myself. And I really realized that I can't change myself. There's nothing I can do. I was doing everything the preachers say do, and it wasn't working. So finally, I just said, you know what, I'm done. Let me see myself and know myself. And from that, he allowed me to see. And once you wake up, you're going to see that within you, you have everything that you know. You already know the truth. The Holy Spirit is in there. God is in there. And Christ is in there. And you become aware of that. And you just live. And from that point forward, you see that it's a waste of time. Because we don't know what we want. We don't know what we need, right? God knows what we want. He knows what we need. And you're going to see that once you wake up. Once you realize that you have this anger, you need to go and forgive. It's God who's caused you to realize that. He will also show you to be still and know him. And you will see it's just a waste of time with all the hooping and hollering and begging and carrying on. I used to beg like that. Lord, give me a wife. Give me a house. Give me money. Uh, whatever, right? I remember I used to ask God for a wife all the time. And every woman he gave me, I couldn't handle her. And so finally I said, you know what? I, I don't want no wife. If you want me to have one, let it happen. 
And I stopped asking for a wife. But just be, have you thought of forgiving your mother yet? I did in October. I don't remember if I said sorry for hating you, but I know I told her I hated her, but I forgive her. Right. But I, I can't be sure if I said I'm sorry for that because I used to get high a lot and... Um, that's just the truth. I can't fully you remember. Get high a lot? I used to. Yes. You smoke pot? I used to. I don't smoke pot anymore. Oh, pot here. Not anymore. No, I've been delivered. I've been delivered. <laughs> I do not smoke pot. <laughs> Are you I doing did, the silent prayer? I am doing the silent prayer, yes. Nice. Well, listen, ask God to show you, and He will. Ask for more light. Give me more, more light. light. Is that he what you said? Light, he will allow you to see it. Did you say more light? L-I-G-H-T. Okay. More light from within. Okay. He will allow you to see. Amazing. You okay. can ask for that, and he will give it to you. Okay. But let me ask, are you doing the silent prayer already? I'm doing the silent prayer. <laughs> morning and night? Yes. Every morning, every night? Yes. Every. Even if I'm drunk. Even if you're drunk? Yes. <laughs> Someone might need to hear that. <laughs> so you are, you a pothead? And a, I am a, not a pothead. No. <laughs> so are you drunk? No. Now? You drink now? Yes. What's wrong with you? But I'm not a drunk. <laughs> <laughs> I drink because I have anger. You drink what? Because I have anger. You have anger? Yes. Oh, I see. And so we get mad, you go get a drink? A lot of them, yes. Really? Yes. And do you feel better once you're drunk? No. <laughs> no. No? Are you married? No. No kids or anything? I have children, yes. You, how do you get children? You're not married. Oh, man, Jesse. <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk on Thursday, actually. I have counseling with you, so we'll talk then. <laughs> I was married. Yeah. Yes. So what gets you angry at times? I just had a question about the silent prayer. <laughs> no, I get angry because of the where my life has ended up. That I'm not married anymore. That I have children by two different men. Um, I just don't see how much worth I have if I'm not a wife. Just a million things. Just oh, the I past, see. mainly. I totally understand yeah. that. I totally understand. Here's what I advise for you. Okay. Be grateful for all those things. Be grateful for them? Oh, be grateful. Because if you can't be grateful with those things, you're not going to be grateful with when things, other good things come. Right. The, same, the same attitude that you will have if all was well, you should have it when all seemed not to be well. Because in those moments, you will grow. Don't resent your situation because you listen to Satan, right? He's telling you, oh, look at your situation, right? Just you're like that. Slut. That's how it sounds. Yep. What? That's exactly how he sounds. Yeah. Yeah. Look at you. You got all these kids. You're a slut. <laughs> I am not a slut anymore. <laughs> Dang it. And you're like, that's right. I'm a slut. All, that's not how God sees you at all. As a matter of fact, he doesn't blame you for anything that you've gone through because you could not help yourself. You were made to be that way because you were born into a messed up family. Your mother turned you away from your father. And so you became like her. And everything you've done prior to this day, you could not help it. So stop judging yourself. Be grateful that you're alive and you can find the father now. 
be grateful with those situations. I'm telling you, because if you don't appreciate that, you're not going to appreciate the good things either. Yeah. So be grateful for that. Stop judging yourself. Then you won't need the alcohol. You're judging yourself. You're still playing God. That makes sense? Totally makes sense. Yeah. So next time Satan tells you, oh, you're no good. Nobody want you. All these bad kids, right? Let it all pass. <laughs> Did he say bad kids? Oh, my gosh. I know your kid's bad. My children are not bad. No, because I'm black, they're bad. <laughs> they're not bad. Well, who's watching over there when you drunk? Oh, my God. I'm finished. Thank you. <laughs> I don't have any more questions. <laughs> two of them live with their father, so. I'm sorry? My, two of my children live with their father, and my oh, oldest good. lives with me. Nice. But listen, stop judging yourself. Don't judge drinking or anything. Just know you want to overcome it, and the Father will take it away from you. But if you judge yourself, you're playing God, and there's nothing he can do because you're not God. But is it is it also judging if you know you're wrong and you just say, oh, that was wrong? Is that it's enough ju- to know you want to overcome it, but okay. don't judge wanting to overcome it. It's okay. enough to know you're wrong, but don't judge yourself for being wrong. Right. It's enough to see it, and it's the light of God that is allowing you to see it, and he will change it. He just wants you to see it. He doesn't want you to play God. Because everything that we do in life, everything we do is spiritual. We wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against spirits and principalities and wickedness. We are not in control. That's why we need the Father to fight this battle for us. We are not in control of anything. So stop judging yourself. And then you're going to notice that after a while you're going to reach for that bottle and you don't want it. Really, it'll just, the taste is gone because you have perfect peace. But if you judge yourself, you're going to stay, you're just digging a hole because you're playing God. Yeah. He's not holding that against you. He cares about your heart, not the alcohol. And he understands why you're doing it. All right? So don't judge it. Okay. All right. Thank you. And stay with the silent prayer and you'll be fine. More light. All right? Yes. Yeah. Thank you. Okay, you're welcome. You little drunk. No, <laughs> I'm joking. Yeah, it's the truth. Do you, what do you drink? Why? Did you say why? Mainly tequila, vodka. Yeah, right? Yes, tequila. <laughs> she drank vodka. Yeah. I thought vodka was a man's drink. Well... Yeah, I don't know. Oh, stop judging yourself. You'll be fine. Okay. That's all you need to do. And every thought about it is a lie. It's not from you and it's not from God. And Satan is setting you up to make you judge yourself to get deeper into it. Yeah. All right? Nice. Amazing. Thank you. Are you judging me by calling me a drunk? Not at all. You know, alcoholic. As a matter of fact, you are not a drunk. You're not an alcoholic. That's what you do as a result of being turned away from your father. You are a daughter of God. You're not an alcoholic. You just need to turn back to the father. You'll be fine. I'm really not an alcoholic, Jesse. I just drink a lot when I'm angry. There's no such thing as an alcoholic. That's what we do when we're turned away from, from the light into the darkness. We're trying to find something to deal with all this mess yeah. to make ourselves feel better. 
but that's not who you are. That's why I don't think you should go to these alcoholic meetings and they have you stand up and say, my name, what's your first name? Kaya. My name is Kaya and I'm an alcoholic. And I've been sober for a day. <laughs> Everybody goes, yeah. <laughs> Life and death is in the power of the tongue. You have to be careful what you say. But I did want to, just, just came to me. Uh, I noticed that I have been drinking a lot. and My ex-husband drank a lot from the time that we met. And maybe I hate him a little because I'm acting like him in a way. Like Your with cousin, the way that I, I'm sorry? You say you hate who? My ex-husband was a big drinker. Oh, okay. Like he had to go to rehab and all of that. And right. I noticed that the way that I've been using alcohol in the last maybe six months is very similar to the way that he would behave with it, but it's not my, it's not me. So could that mean maybe I hate him a little bit? Cause I'm when you were like living him. with him, he used to drink. Yes. From the, even before we were ever married. Yes. He and, had, and he, how did you feel about that? The drinking, I, the drinking didn't bother me. It was just the behavior and the way he would turn into like a demon when he was drunk. Right. Yeah. I didn't like it. Yeah. You, you need to forgive him for that because you didn't have a right to judge him. Yeah. For doing that, because a lot of ladies, they, wives and girlfriends, they judge their husband. He, you're an alcoholic, right? As though they are free. You're an alcoholic, and that's why you be, you become like what you hate. Yeah. So yeah, I would apologize to him for doing that to him. I was okay. wrong. Uh, whatever his name, I should never have judged you. We, the one thing we cannot do, we cannot judge ourselves and others. You will become like what you hate. So I would apologize to him. Okay. And if he accepts it, fine. You don't need him to say, okay, I accept it. You recognize that you're wrong for judging him, and God will forgive you for that. Amazing. All right? Yes, sir. Okay. Thank nice. you. Nice. You're welcome. Good, Good to meet you, too. I like your shirt. Thank you. I nice. love this shirt. Thank you. Right on. Um, okay. Over here. I think I saw that one first and then here and then there. I don't, I mean, once you really wait, really wake up, you're going to see how simple life is. All you have to do is be aware. I did not imagine 31 years ago when I started bar that I would be doing any of what I'm doing now. I, I did not grow up wanting to be a preacher. I didn't run from God when I was six years old because he was calling me and I ran. I, I didn't want, I had no idea what was in me. I had no idea what his plan was for me, right? When I was growing up and I, be, I moved from home to California, the only thing I wanted was to get me a job, get a house, because I realized after a while I wasn't going to get married, right? So I wanted to date a lot, so I wanted a house, a red sports car, nice clothes because black people like nice clothes. And, and a lot of women. That was my dream. And that's what I went for, but it didn't go that way. It just, God had a different plan for me. But I never imagined that I would be doing what's happening to me. And the reason I say that, because I want you to know, everybody has a gift inside of them. God, he said that your, your talent will find you. Don't look for it. It will find you, right? Because inside of all of us, it's, they're all different, but they work together for the good of God, right? 
we all have it on the inside, but if you look for it on the outside, you're not going to find it. It's not out there. I know people go to college and they go to these schools trying to, oh, I want to be a teacher, I want to be this. That's not your talent. It's on the inside of you. And it, when it comes out, no man can teach you the talent. You learn it as you're doing it. You grow into it. And it's amazing. And it comes real easy. You don't have to worry about tomorrow. You don't have to worry about yesterday. I have never written out a plan. I remember when I first started Bond, and I, I, I started this board of directors. And on the board, I had lawyers and all kind of educated people. And they would ask me, what's your plan? I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> what's your five-year plan? I have no idea. How, I don't know how you plan what God wants you to do or say. You know what I'm saying? So I had no plan, and I've never planned anything. And I've never written a speech. I never stayed up all night studying the Bible trying to prepare a sermon for tomorrow. I, 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 I want to wait and see if God is guiding me. So if I have to look like a fool on the stage, I didn't mind looking like one. Because I needed to know that I believed in him as well. And if you just let go and let him guide you, it'll blow your mind. Everything you are, everything you need to know is already with you. You already know the truth. You already have the Holy Spirit inside of you. God is with you. Some people listen and some don't. Some people hear the truth and wake up just like that. Some people hear the truth and reject it. And God is not going to force you to repent. He's not going to force you to accept him. He'll let you suffer and die. He'll let you live on skid row. He will let you kill yourself. He doesn't care. He he and Jesus wake up in the morning and they get up early. (laughs) And he tells Jesus, you know what, son, go over to Starbucks and get me a cafe mocha. I'm going to wash my face and I... We're going to turn the TV on, right? And so they, Jesus ran over to Cafe Mocha and get a medium size, not large. Because God doesn't like that much coffee. And so they turn the TV on and they watch us make a fool of ourselves. They be like, oh, look at that one. <laughs> look at that man. He hates his fellow man. And they be laughing. Look at that one. He's about to kill himself, right? They laugh about that. And and as soon as someone killed himself, they laugh, and then he go and tell somebody else to get pregnant, so they have some more kids, right? But he's not. He doesn't care that you kill yourself. He made a way for you. He put everything inside of you. He warned you along the way. If you don't listen, you he just let somebody else make some babies, but hoping that one generation will get it right. And I have to tell you, around the world, I, I literally counsel with people around the world. It's the same cause and it's the same effect. It's the same way to overcome. You must forgive, right? And all races of people are having the same problem. It's not about your color. It's not about male or female. It's about the spiritual battle that we're having. It's a right versus wrong. It has nothing to do with anything else but that. And even if you do think that it's about racism, you're blind and you can't see. It's not about your color. I'm telling you, it's about spirit. It's between good and evil. Okay, yes, sir. Thank you. Hi, Jesse. Hey. Um, first off, I'd just like to say I really respect you for your courage and just saying what you believe, standing up for that. Um, I got a and let me to- just add to that, I used to be a beta male, a coward. 
Really, when I was growing up, I, I would try to speak up, and I was and, and I would say, "Next time, I'm going to really let them have it." <laughs> and so, when something would happen, I'm ready for it, right? And the words I can feel the words coming up, and they get locked in my throat, and they wouldn't come out. And if it came out, it was so soft and beta, it didn't have any effect. <laughs> but once you overcome the anger, fear and doubt disappear as well. No such thing as fear. Perfect love casts out fear. It's impossible to have fear. I, I, I've gone up, up against uh, Black Lives Matter. And Black Lives Matter, a bunch of fat, black, radical. Listen. And the white man is scared of them, right? But I ain't scared of Black Lives Matter. They're on the run. Once you overcome anger... No longer can you be afraid of anything or anyone. And you wish everybody well. I would love to see Black Lives Matter overcome that. I'm going to be honest with them, but I'm not going to hate them for what they're into. They can't help it. Okay. Yes. Um, so I had a chance to briefly talk to you last night. Um, just one, one question I have for you. I know that silent prayer is really important to you. You want people to spend at least 15 minutes in the morning, 15 minutes at night doing that. Um, should people be spending at least 15 minutes a day reading their Bible as well? If you do read the Bible, don't read to remember. Let it go in one ear and out the other because what happens is Satan interprets the Bible and it sounds like you're interpreting it or it's from God and you're basing the meaning on definitions that you've already heard while growing up. So it's okay to read it but not to remember. Wouldn't, wouldn't we have the Holy Spirit in us to help us know what the Bible is teaching us? You will have it. That's why you don't want to remember it. You want him to reveal it to you, not in your head. Mm-hmm. I guess another thing that you mentioned last night, changing subjects a little bit, is that men shouldn't be followers. They should be leaders. Yes. One thing that, that I understand in the Bible, and I know you might say I shouldn't interpret it that way, but we are all followers of Christ, yes? Not everybody. Well, it, I guess our purpose is to be followers of Christ, yes? Not everybody. If, we should be born of the Father because Christ said that it wasn't him, but it's the Father that's in me. He said, don't glorify me. My Father sent me. Mm-hmm. It's not me. A greater work shall you do than what I do because of the Father. Mm-hmm. So you should believe the brother, but don't follow him like that. What, what does he mean when he says, take up your cross, deny yourself, and follow me then? Is that not for us? When you wake up, that's a good question, man. When you wake up, overcome that father state, you're going to be able to deal with every issue in life without complaining about it, worried about it, trying to resolve it yourself. You would deal with the issues of life because you would know that the Father's with you. So I would know that the Father's with me, but what's my foundation for truth then? Because I can, I can feel like I know things, but be wrong. Right. Your foundation is the Holy Spirit within you. Mm-hmm. So couldn't I then mistake and, and think something is the Holy Spirit, but it's not? I feel like for That's me... That's another good question. The, the Bible is God's Word. And it allows me to know if the Holy Spirit or whatever is guiding me is aligned to what God actually wants for me. 
if I feel something in my heart is right and it doesn't line up with, with what I read and understand from God's word, I'm going to assume that I'm wrong and what God is telling me is right. You will be wrong. In which way? Because when, when you are born again of the Father, the Holy Spirit will teach you all things and there will be no doubt. Mm-hmm. It will be as clear as the light is or clearer than this light in this room. Mm-hmm. There will be no doubt. You won't question it. You only question things when you believe it from Satan because he'll build you up. And as soon as you're feeling good, he'll bring you down. Now you're down and then you build you up and bring you down. But in the Father's house, that doesn't happen at all. Mm-hmm. You have no doubt. So I'm still I'm And the still Bible clear, is though. not the word of God. The Bible is the word from God. It's just people testifying of God. Okay. The, uh, the word of God is in your heart. Word made flesh. It's in your heart. And that's what the new kingdom is all about. The, so, he put it inside of us. So I agree that, that God's spirit does dwell within us. But then if I say, okay, before being born again, I am a fallen person. Right or a fallen man, we're all fallen, we're all sinful, we all right. fall short of the glory of God. So if I think something is right in my own eyes or on my own heart, that would be my fallen nature. And right. I know a lot of people talk about yeah. being your authentic self, but a lot of times our authentic self could be our sinful self, right? So then how can I know that what, what I know inside is right is not me just thinking what's right? Because the Bible also mentions many times throughout the Old Testament that... The Israelites were doing what was right in their own eyes, but that's not what God determined to be right. So if I think it's right in my own eyes, in my own heart, how do I know I'm not walking directly away from God thinking I know what's right? When you repent, meaning that when you forgive, stop playing God, you will overcome that. You will overcome the mind, and you will know the truth, and the truth will guide you. There wouldn't be any doubt about it. So, but by stop playing God, I should be following God, or, or should I be, like, I should be following Christ. When you stop playing God, because right now Satan is your daddy. And I don't so believe so, sir. you're following Satan right now, right? I don't believe so. No, no, I know without a doubt. I know because I'm, I'm opposing what you're this. teaching people. Let me tell you this. Mm-hmm. Because you're an intellectual, Satan is your daddy. Nope. You're all in your head trying to figure all this out. And you can't figure out the things of God. Jesus was your, an intellectual, sir. Hold on, man. Your daddy don't know the father's way, right? He's pretending to be God, but he's not. And so when you go and forgive, he will forgive you. Then you can enter into the kingdom. Then you shall know the truth mm-hmm. and have no doubt. I, I do believe I will know the truth. Jesus says... You believe if you, what? I believe I will know the truth. Jesus you believe says, you will know the truth? Yes. Listen. Jesus says, if you abide in my word, you are truly my disciples, and you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. So I believe we need to abide in the word, right? That's where, you that's the where word, we have to what word, what word are you referring to? Both Jesus' teaching and God's word as a whole. You mean like the Bible? Yes. Oh. So, okay, well then just go and do it and suffer. I will. I don't believe I'll suffer for that. No, you already suffer. I'm not suffering. Oh, you suffer. He can, he can tell you do, all that I'm suffering, you, but I'm not. Let me not. ask you this. Do you have perfect peace? I have peace, and it's, it's becoming more and more perfect, perfect every day. Do you have perfect peace? It's becoming more perfect every day. Do you have perfect peace? 
I do not currently have perfect peace. Do you suffer? But I, but I don't believe you do either, sir. Well, then just hold on to it. Do what you're doing and see how far it gets you. I don't want to make you, I can't make you believe. Do what you're doing. Keep studying the Bible, doing your thing, and see where it gets you. And then maybe one day you cry out to the Father, mm-hmm. you're changed. It's, it's really up to you. No sweat off my back. I'm still going to have cafe mocha. And, and I wish you well. Just hold on to it because even God is not going to force you. It's unfortunate that someone has taught you all this stuff and now it's in your, you're like, it's in your it's head and you believe it's to be real. But just suffer until you're tired of suffering. Mm-hmm. And you cry out to the Father. Okay. I Thank mean, you, buddy. You can, you can tell everyone that I'm suffering, but I'm not suffering, sir. I'm sorry? I'm not suffering. Oh, you're suffering. Anyone that doesn't have perfect peace is suffering. Mm. And so, all these people, all these people who follow you, they all have perfect peace then. They're not following me. Well, they're following your teachings. But don't worry about them. I am worried about them. But don't worry about them. Why are you worried? You can't even take care of yourself. What the? Because. (laughs) Hey, don't, don't worry. Don't be a mama. I'm not worried about any of these people. Zero. If they get it, fine. I'm, I'm like totally happy because the soul has returned to the Father. But if they don't get it, I'm totally fine. They're just not ready. Mm-hmm. So don't worry, okay, Mama? What was? But I got to keep moving forward because you a Bible thumper. Are you a Bible thumper? You can you can call me a Bible thumper. Uh, I don't I, I don't okay. thump people with the Bible. I want them to read the Bible so that they can know what's true. Okay, thank if you. They, if they don't have a, a solid foundation for what is right. true. Then they'll just be led by anything and anyone. How old are you? 23. Okay, nice. Stay with that. Thank you, buddy. All right. Thank you. I appreciate it. Right here. And then I'm coming back on this side. Oh, I saw this young lady. I saw a young lady. Where did she go? Okay. After this young man, then we come back on this side and this side, all right? Yes, sir. Hey, Jesse. Brian from Tampa. How are you? All this well, Brian. Thank you, man. Nice to meet you. Yes, sir. So my question's about fellowship, right? And the question is, should a man need fellowship? You don't need it, but it's good to do it. Especially if you're edifying one another, correcting one another, not all the hooping and hollering and teaching. Let no man teach you. Let no man teach you. Because if they teach you, you become a Bible thumper. But if you allow, rely on the Holy Spirit, you cannot become a Bible thumper. So uh, it's good to fellowship, but not where someone is teaching you. We're supposed to be a witness of God, but not teachers of God. So my follow-up is, um, I grew up Catholic. And, you know, in the last couple of years, I've spent a lot more time... Um, not so much in the church, right? But not that I have anything against the church. Right. Um, and I just kind of want, like, there's fellowship in lots of different types of Christianity. There's the Baptists, there's the Methodists, there's the Episcopalians, there's all these different Christian churches where you can find fellowship, right? What's kind of your feeling on returning to the faith of your youth or, you know, digging uh, deep into that? Um, I won't, Don't worry about that. I would seek the Father, seek the kingdom of God his right way. And that's what you're looking for. You, 
what's happening is you're looking for the love of the Father, not a church. You're looking to return. Every human being is looking for the love of a father. They need to return to their earthly father so they can return to God. But Satan is telling them they need a church, they need this, and they need that. They're listening to a lie. But once you find the father, God will add, if there's a church to go to, he will, it will become clear to you. It will be made known to you. But don't look for a church. Look for the father. You'll be fine. All right, I just have one more question, and uh, I was getting a kick out of this young lady that uh, liked to drink. So um, I had been going to uh, Alcoholics Anonymous since I was 24. Right? Wow. Yeah, and, I, and I'm fit. Welcome home, huh? <laughs> Welcome home. <laughs> I'll give you my number. <laughs> but uh, I've been doing that for about 25 years. and um, have Why sp- so long? Well, Really, a lot of it is just outreach, working with other alcoholics and drug addicts and that are in a fallen state and trying to bring them to God. I mean, the 12 Steps Alcoholics Anonymous, as you know, it's about bringing people when to I the light. When I counsel with people, I yeah. never tell them to stop drinking, stop doing drugs, stop smoking, because you can't make yourself stop. And if you stop, you're just going to find another God to hang on to, right? Mm-hmm. I tell them to seek the kingdom of God so that they can come out of the Father's state back to the Father, and those things will be taken away uh, naturally. The Father will remove those things. I, I, one thing that I would push back on a little bit is just the outreach, right? Because there's so many people that are suffering, especially in light of the pandemic. A lot of people run into alcohol. A lot of people run into drugs. Right. A lot of people. No, a lot and, of and a lot of people, what they'll do first is they'll look up alcohol problem and they'll end up in an AA meeting, right? Yeah. Or they'll end up in an NA meeting or yeah. what have you. So um, I, I guess my question is, is that I understand you don't want to have a dependence upon Alcoholic Anonymous or whatever. You want to have a dependence upon God. But do you see the value of outreach to people that are in those fallen, those specific fallen states through those yeah. organizations? Well, those programs definitely have good values, right, if you're looking for a date. Because... <laughs> I've counseled with so many guys and... <laughs> I've counseled with so many guys and ladies who've gone to those programs, and they, they're like, oh, okay, this is going to be my partner or something called... My, sponsor. Yeah, sponsor. And they end up dating and, and, and killing each other. <laughs> because what they're telling people to do is rely on someone else. Rely on someone else if you're about to take a drink. Rely on someone else. You can't rely on anyone else. You can only rely on God. And so they're pointing them to the wrong sources. And that's why I don't recommend those programs. I recommend that you seek the kingdom of God in his right way, and all will be added. That stuff will be taken away. Do you still drink? No. And when last time you drink? Uh, years ago. Do you want to drink? No. You have anything with you today? <laughs> you got any vodka we'll, on you? We'll or no? put this in the chest. I'm really thirsty. It's been a long time. <laughs> Are no. you doing the silent prayer? I am. Morning and night? Morning and night. Every morning, every night? Every morning, every night. The problem is, is how long I can do it. So some mornings, it's like like 20 minutes, right? And other mornings, I can do 40 minutes. And then other mornings, it's like 10 minutes. So it's, doing it my thing is I do it every, every morning, every night, but it's, I'm trying to get to an hour. 
Are you doing it every morning, every night? Every morning, every night. Every morning, every night. Every morning, every night. Night. Don't worry about the time. Just do it. Don't let Satan tell you you're not doing it long enough. You're not doing it. It's all lies, and you grow into it. No rush, all right? So don't let Satan tell you you need a long time or a short time. Just do it, and when you're, when you're done, get up and go your way. And doubt every thought. Thanks for everything. You'll be fine. Okay. Over here. Hi, Jesse. How are you? Good morning. How are you? Good. No. Great. Not good. You said good. No, no good. I know. I know. I stopped. Um, well, some of the questions that were already asked kind of answered my questions. But my concern is I'm not sure if I really have forgiven my mother. And I know all thoughts are lies. <clears throat> and I know you can't really go into how all thoughts are lies. They're just all thoughts are lies. And that's why we always have these questions. Well, what do you mean? You know, um, but... And I do the silent prayer, and like the other gentleman said, sometimes my silent prayer is only for like three minutes. Um, three but I, minutes? I know, because I know it's... How do you do a silent prayer three minutes? Because we're not all great you like you see her now? yet. <laughs> yes, you're getting up in the morning, going over to the chair. <laughs> Drink a little coffee first. <laughs> going over to... You sit up and do it or lay down? No, uh, before I get up. Oh, wow. So I, you wake up. <laughs> still half sleep. <laughs> Three minutes go by, you're done. What the? I know, and, and I know, I, I think it's because I'm listening to the thoughts. It's the stillness. It's like, but. The hardest thing for the ego to do is be still. Really. Yeah. Because that's the nature of Satan. And he doesn't want to lose you. He doesn't want you to be still. So you got to, I recommend get up and sit up. Wash your face, go wash your face and sit up for a minute. At least five or ten minutes, fifteen minutes to start. But you got to get out of the bed. Oh, get out of the bed. Yeah, because. Okay. <laughs> I, <laughs> I didn't get out the bed because I'm like, let me just, just try and just be still. Because I, I, I. I want to be with my father. Um, so, yeah, so back to, um, I'm, it keeps coming in my head. Well, I told my mom, I told her, uh, she didn't really pay attention to me. It was for my 50th birthday last year. Yeah. And we were sitting outside and I said, you know, mom, I've, I've hated you all my life. Uh, and I'm sorry that I hated you and I know you can't help it. But she kind of like, you know, brushed it off. So the trick is... He keeps saying, yeah, well, you should have told her this part. And no, then you should have told her about the part about when you, your daughter yeah. was there. And then you I should... see what you're saying. Don't believe it. All thoughts are lies. And then my father as well. Yeah. Sometimes I told him and he was thankful. But then sometimes I get really mad. Like when I hear something that Biden and them are doing, my father voted for them. And I'm like, you can't be a Christian. But then it holds me back. And I'm like, but I don't have a problem with my father. I just have a problem with the fact that he voted for these people and and he's a christian he says he is but i think my father needs to forgive his mom and his dad that died do but you have a right to judge him no i don't then just let that pass don't hold it against him because we all come from a fallen state 
And so I remember I used to vote the wrong way, too. I know. I voted for Obama the first time. So. Right. So and you have no right to judge your father. You need to get out of that bed and do it more than three minutes. Okay. So that's what it is, probably, yeah. right? But you've done fine. You've forgiven. I Just did. doubt Both. every thought. You don't need to go back. Satan is lying to you, right? That's not from God. And that's not from uh, you. Just let it pass. But get up and do the silent prayer. And eventually, you will be able to lay down and do it. Okay. But you've been too stressed out in life, and now you're laying down, you're just going to fall asleep or in and out of sleep. Right. Get up and do it so you can wake up. All right. So do it, you know, start, start it with out that. 10 minutes, 5 or 10 minutes, right. and you'll grow into it. So I'm just, I'm just in my head. Because I'll even talk yeah, to myself about head. my dad. Like, come on. It's okay. It's all right. He's, he's done what he's done. I don't have a right to do that. You have no right to judge your father because... You've been on the same path, and you oh, yeah. didn't want anyone to judge you, right? Nope. You're not God. Understand that your father just can't see, and don't judge him. Right. Okay. He and can't I'm, help it. And I'm happy to be here, and I'm happy to see everyone. I'm everybody. glad you're here. Thank All you. All right. Thanks. Amazing. Um, so I need you guys to stand up for me so I can hear you a little better, all right? Uh, come right here, Chris, with the mic. But in the meantime, this young man way in the back been waiting. Uh, Samuel, go to this young man first. Yes. Oh, whoever had the mic over there, yeah. Can you stand up for me while we're going to him? Right here. Yeah. The young lady right here. The black one. Right, right there, yeah. Get her the mic for me. Don't say your name. How many people listen to the show? Oh, good. Can you recognize where this voice come from, where she live? Uh, say something to me without saying your name. Good like, morning, Jesse. Good morning. And my kids are, where are your kids now? I have a son in Japan. He's in the Marines. Yeah. And then I have an older son who is in Austin. He's married with one child. Where is she from? You might not remember her name. <laughs> where? That's right. <laughs> Amazing. Yes. Tell me your name again. I forgot. Katrina. Katrina. Yes. Oh, yeah, Katrina. Yes, Katrina. That's Katrina all the way from Louisiana. All the way Isn't from Louisiana. Amazing? And yes. her husband. And my husband, Brian. Yeah. Happy to be here. Thank you guys for coming. Yeah, awesome to be here, really. Every time you say Katrina, I think about that tornado that went through Louisiana. <laughs> I still get it all the time. Are you like a tornado in the house? Huh? Are you like a tornado at home? I don't think I'm as bad as she was, but yeah, I'm pretty close. <laughs> but he's been married to me 27 years, so it's not too bad. God bless you, man. Yes. <laughs> and she black. God bless you. God he got bless. a good one. Right but on. I do want to say, um, you know, we listen to a lot of women that call in and they want to disagree yeah. on how evil we are. Um, but I, that's something that I've recognized for a long time. My husband's 10 years older than I am. And when we, um, when we first got together, a lot of people my age, I was 20, um, a lot of people my age was like, oh, he's going to cheat on you and all this kind of stuff. And I would tell them, you know, look, I trust him before I trust myself. Yes. And it was just awesome when I started listening to you and you would talk about the evil that's in us, and I think one of your sermons was the women enmity. Women are evil. We really are. How many of you even know that women are evil? Women, no wonder women drive men crazy. Yeah. They kill the, the husband, the kids, 
the cat, the dogs, the paint on the house, <laughs> the grass, and they're just happy. Everybody dying but them. <laughs> so, but that did means, you know, you know that? Did you know that women were evil or evil? Oh, you knew. Oh, okay. Oh, nice. And this is one that stabbed you in the face. Oh, oh okay. Go, go ahead. No, I was just saying that. So, ladies, don't take offense to that because it yeah. is true. And we know it. I mean, yeah. we know it. And that's why we get mad because we know it. I mean, the truth stings and, you know, we just got to get over that. But it is true. So right on. I do have a patient husband. So thank God for that. You're blessed. Yes, I am. You are really blessed. Thank, thank you, you, Katrina. Thank, uh, you. thank you guys for coming here. Uh, Nice. Women are evil. Sorry, ladies. Y'all can't help it. Satan is your daddy. But that's why you must forgive, right? And you'll be fine. But, and the men wonder why I didn't know this. You know what I'm saying? They be trying to please the woman. Your wife gonna kill you, man. If you don't start dealing with it. Keep giving in. You'll see. Uh, but they can't help us, so they need the men to bring them out of it. As Katrina was saying, they need the husband. They needed their father growing up, but the mother turned them away. Now they're looking for a father's love in the guy. They're not looking for sash. They're not looking. They'll do it to control you, but they'll rather have a father's love. That's what they prefer. Yes, sir. Hi, Jesse. Good afternoon. Hey, buddy. Um, so I was here yesterday with my father. He was at the conference and. This morning he called me. He said he didn't want to attend the church. Um, not really sure why, but I'm sure I'll hear about it later yes. on. Yes. Um, a few things with my dad. He's in the last few weeks. He called me up and he was like making a big deal out of my role in the family as a grandson and great grandson in particular. And I've heard you say, as far as grandparents go, enjoy your grandchildren while they're young. But as they get older, you know, you have to kind of let them go and, like, live their lives. So I was going back and forth with him. Um, We ended up, I guess, like, not completing the conversation. But I said my piece, and I think he really disagreed with my stance, where I'm not – I didn't see it as important to really try to reach out to my grandmother and great-grandmother because I didn't grow up close to them. Right. So I just wanted your take on it. And is this one, is this church service being recorded? Like I could listen to it later? Is it being recorded? As a podcast or can I? Yeah, I think we we are being recorded, right? Yes, we are. So I could send this to him later. Yeah. Okay. What I want to advise you to do is don't try to force anything to be. You just live your life and let God guide you. And whatever is meant to be for you will happen. Right. Don't force it on them or don't try not to force it. I mean, don't force it on them or, or try to make them be a part of it. You just live mm-hmm. and let God guide you. Because if you try to do it your way, it's going to be the wrong way. Okay. Wish them well. Don't hold anything against them. Wish them well and just live your life. Be an example. So as far as him trying to, um, I guess, force me to reach out and then... I'm not necessarily pushing back, but it's just never If you been. want to call up your grandmother or your mother, you do it. But if you don't, don't do it. Yeah, even if he's asking me to do it or, like, trying right, to. Right, just say, I don't want to. Yeah. And back down. Okay. Tell him to back off. But don't get angry. Right. But don't ever let anyone force you to do anything that you don't want to do. Okay. 
That's why you need to get to know yourself so you can always see what the right thing is. And if someone tried to pressure you, you won't get angry at them. You will speak up, but you won't resent. Yeah, I think I, I handled it well. Like, I did speak up. I didn't change my stance regardless right of how um, he might have been getting short with me, but I didn't really bend or, or fold to anything yeah. he was suggesting. No, if he wanted to tell you to do it, I mean, ask you to do it, that's fine, but it doesn't mean you have to do it. Right. You're not wrong either way. And is is that enough? Like, if he continues to bring it up, should I continue the conversation or no? No, just tell him you're done with it. Yeah. I don't want to talk about it no more, so leave it alone. This is my life. I do what I want. Yeah. And but don't not, get angry. It's nothing personal. Like, towards right. them. Right, it's not personal. He's kind of like a go-between. Like, I, maybe they talk to him, so he's talking to me, trying to get me to be in contact with them. So. And plus, he might be trying to get along with them. Right. And they may be complaining that you never come around, they don't see the kids, yeah. and he doesn't know how to handle that. Mm-hmm. So he may be doing it, and I don't know, but he may be doing it to try to get along with them, yeah. which is not the right thing. Okay. But just live your life. For sure. All right? And Amazing. Earlier, the young man was mentioning about thoughts um, and how he does the silent prayer on his way to work. But um, I was wondering, he did say something towards the end there about beliefs, and I was wondering, what's the difference between thought, a thought and belief? And a, belief? a thought and a belief? Yes. A thought and a belief. Is there a difference? I don't know the difference between it because if you're in your head, you believe the lies. Mm-hmm. But once you overcome the lies, overcome that father state, now you believe in the father, you believe in God. So I don't know. And those A beliefs- belief comes from whatever you believe anyway. If you believe lies, if you believe the thought, you believe in lies. We live by faith, and so whatever we believe, that's what we live by. Mm-hmm. So I think it's just both the same. But belief is beyond a thought. It's beyond thoughts? Yeah. What do you mean by that? I'm asking, is belief beyond the thought? Because it's even belief if you, beyond the thought. You're asking me that? Yes. It's be, um, well, when a thought speaks to you, for example, and you believe it right then and there, right? Mm-hmm. The issue is if you overreact to it. Right. But if, it's like the young lady was saying that her thought would tell her to go back and forgive her mother mm-hmm. or her father again and all that. But if she let it pass, she's not believing it. She's doubting it, so she's not going to react to it. Right. With the father, when he show you things, it's just so clear you, you can't help but believe it. Mm-hmm. There's no doubt, no questions or anything. Yeah. You just walk by faith. You just live that way. Okay. All right? Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Thank you, buddy. I want to ask this, and I think I saw some hands down. Yes, sir. Right here. My biblical question for this week is, what's my biblical question, Nick? For this week? I mean, last week. Oh, the wages of sin is death. What does that mean? I want to get to that. And how are we doing with time? Someone let me know. Okay. All right. Yes, sir. Thank you. Oh, I just want to thank you for waking me up and, um, you know, learning now what it is to have, uh, for there to be spiritual battles and um, overcoming anger and the power of love and, and forgiveness. Yes. You've helped me overcome 
a lot and you woke me up. So I just want to thank you for You're welcome, pointing me man. back God to my father. And just a quick testimony about the silent prayer, how I know it's without a doubt um, the right thing to do. Um, for weeks after starting to listen to you, I just wouldn't do it. I would wake up in the morning. I'd, say I'd start my day off with the silent prayer. I'd start an email to work, and I look up. It's 4 o'clock in the afternoon. I just yeah. couldn't get it done. So, and also in my mind at this time, I was thinking about, you know, how, does, how do I discern God's voice versus all of the other noise in, in life? So this one particular day, I said, I'm going to do it no matter what. So I got on, I live on a third floor porch and I put your 15 minute silent prayer on my Bluetooth speaker. And as I'm about to go into the silent prayer, I notice a young man walking three floors down on the sidewalk. And yeah. he, he looks lost. So I don't pay him no mind. I just do the silent prayer. 15 minutes later, when I'm done with the silent prayer, the young man is still standing there. And I'm looking at him, and he goes, excuse me, sir, what are you listening to? And I didn't know him from a hole in the wall, so I just said, you know, I'm just doing something to start my day off. Nothing, nothing. He goes, I just felt the presence of God. He said, what is that? What are you listening to? And we went on to talk for another hour. And this young man, he's 24 years old. He recently, not recently, but years prior, he had turned his life over to Christ. He said he was sitting in his pickup truck, and something came over him as he was listening to your voice as the silent prayer started. He was led to get out of his car, and he was looking around. And while I was doing the silent prayer with my eyes closed, he was standing on the sidewalk doing the silent prayer with me. I didn't even know it. And my mother thought he was looking and trying to steal the house. She didn't know what he was doing. (laughs) She was like, what is he doing? And I took a picture of him on my uh, security camera, just standing amazing. there. Just to sh- I'll show you later if you have a moment. But just, it was amazing to me. That was a, uh, a, a God, to me, rewarding my intention that day. When I said, I'm going to do it this day, immediately showed me that it's something I need to keep going with. So Stay I just wanted, it, to sh- wanted to share that story. And he also shared with me something about the voice of God. Because that was one of the questions I was having. And he said to me, because he's married. And he said, if I was in a room with 500 women, I would be able to, if everybody was yelling and screaming, including my wife, I'd be able to know and pick my wife's voice out of the crowd because I have a relationship with her. Therefore, and likewise, if you continue to spend time with God, you will be able to pick his voice out of the crowd because you're building that relationship with him. That's what happened. Once you stay with the side of the prayer, once you forgive and stay with the silent prayer, he's bringing you out of the thoughts, right? And because what happened when you were traumatized, you forgot the voice of God. It's, uh, it's still there, but you just forgot it. And so once you forgive, he take away the voice of Satan. Eventually, it will get a, go forth away from you, and you will recognize his voice again. And so when Satan tries to tempt you with his voice, you will reject it because you know it's not the voice of God. It, it just, it'll become easy for you to do. Absolutely. Thank, thank you so much for reminding me of that voice through waking me up. And the reason why I recognize that truth is because we all serve the same Father. Right on. And it just connects. That's right, man. So I just had a, a, a couple questions about being born again. Um, how do you know when you're born again? Because, you know, I have yet to forgive my mother yet, but I've implemented a lot of the things that you speak about, and I feel more awake my discernment is a lot more sharper 
but how do you know when you're born again? And then I have a follow-up question. Good question. This young lady want to answer. I'll bring the mic. She's dying to tell him. I can see it all over you. How do you know when you're born? It's a really good question. How do you know when you're born again? Can you stand up for me? Hi. <laughs> Hi. Um, I would say that it's when you feel peace. I mean, that's one sign for sure. Once you were born again, you will absolutely have perfect peace. Christ came that we may have peace. Not happiness, but peace. You will have peace. Amazing. So, so, so Thank I'm, you. I'm experiencing, a le- I'm experiencing a level of peace I've never experienced before. But I don't know if it's perfect peace, but I'm definitely on that way. And again, I, I thank patient. you for waking me up. Absolutely be so, so when I'm ex- and another way you would know that you know that you know that you know, you can see. I didn't know I was blind until he allowed me to see. And I'm like, wow, I didn't know I couldn't see. You will be able to see. That's for sure. And so the follow-up question is, because I heard you say many times, once you're born again, you cannot go back to the You can't be state. unborn. So, but what happens if you stop doing the silent prayer after you've been born you again? You just drift back into your head. You start believing those lies again. But all is still well, it's just that you're back into the darkness. And that's, all, that's why once you realize you go back to the silent prayer, you're out of it. But you cannot be unborn. Okay. And then last question about thoughts. Um, I know you say all thoughts are lies. But we have knowledge, we have wisdom, and we have thoughts. And I think that's all kind of roaming around in our heads. And, I, and to, to the young man's question back there, yep. like I woke up today and I knew I had to come down there at 11 o'clock for, for the, is that a thought? Like what's no, the difference between knowledge, be thought? You knew you wanted to be here. You didn't have to think on that. You already okay. knew you had to be here. Um, that's why when you learn things, whether you're going to a secular school or a Christian school, you let it go in one ear and out the other, it, it will be revealed to you. But if you hold on to knowledge, it will just build your ego up. And you would think that you know what you don't and you won't know. That's why you shouldn't. Even if you're in a secular school, you need to do a test. If you read the book and just let it go in one ear and out the other, stay calm, you can pass a test. But if you freak out, You'll be a nervous in the test room, right? Thinking that you're not going to pass and you're worried about it. God got you. Just stop overreacting and let go. And he will, he will guide you away. Amazing. Thank but you. when you're born again, you will have perfect peace and you will be able to see. You will see and you will have perfect peace. Christ came that we may have peace. And if not, why, why would anybody want a God that's going to give you hell just like the God you're trying to overcome, right? You want to get away from Satan because you have no peace. Why would you want to come to another God? You hear about God and come to this Father, you will have peace, right? You go to him and all you're catching is hell. Nobody wants that kind of God. You might as well stay with Satan. Christ came that you may have peace right here on earth. You don't have to wait until you die. You can have it right here. Thank you, man. Thank you. I appreciate it. Let me take the young man behind you. With the alpha shirt on, yes. Alpha male. Thank you, Jesse. Yes, sir. Um, I have a question on the show you talk about. Um, 
you use some scripture about not letting no man teach you yes. the word of God. And um, since listening to that, I've always went to church. Uh, my mom has brought me to church my whole life. Every time the doors are open. This interesting how your mother screw you up and then take you to yeah. church. So, but, What's that about? But what I found out was since I've started reading the Bible myself, I feel like, I, I guess they call it a cafeteria Christian. I've only, I feel like I've only been taught the kittens and rainbows, nice parts of the Bible. There's some crazy parts of the Bible once you start reading the whole thing in the New Testament, not just the Old Testament. Right. Some parts that wouldn't go along with today's how we are in this modern world. Um, so I feel like almost like I've been duped. Why I was only taught the parts that they wanted me to know, and I wasn't taught the whole Bible. I don't know if that's because it's not good for business. To, when I read a book, I want to know the whole book, not just the nice little bits and pieces. But I want to know if you could touch more on not letting any man teach you. That's why you should, if you want to read it, read it for yourself. But don't hold on to what you read because Satan will be interpreted and the Holy Spirit will build all things to you. Don't rely on some preacher or anyone to teach it to you. Read it for yourself. Pick it up, read it, put it away, and the Holy Spirit will reveal it to you. Is there scripture that does say to not let any man teach you? It's in there, let no man teach you. Let no man teach you. Yeah, okay. it's in there. Okay. Because what happened is when they teach you the Bible, you just end up becoming an intellectual. Yeah. You end up doing all this and hooping and hollering. You just become a nutcase. Okay. Feeling like you know God, the ego is all built, but not really knowing him. We should know God. And if you be still and know him, look at yourself, overcome that. Admit that you're wrong for hating. You shall know him once you forgive. All right. All right. Thank you for all you do, man. You're amazing. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. Uh, did you have your hand? Okay, let me take your first and then I come on this side. And then this young lady has a question for me. That's sitting by the guy in a T-shirt. Right there. Yes. It's nice to meet you, Jesse. You too, buddy. Thank you. I have to leave after this question because my son has to work. Do you have that's any? That's your son? Yeah, that's what. It, it's not really a question for me. It's for him. He that's starts, your son? He starts his senior year tomorrow. So, boy, do you have on, anything man. to say to him before he turns into all of us? Nice. So, your son has a question? Well, I was just saying, do you have anything to say to him? Give him some advice. He starts school. Oh, tomorrow. you want me to say advice yeah, to your he son? Start, he's going to go to secular school tomorrow. Oh, you want to call it? Oh, okay, let so me talk to him. High school. High school? He's got all that. He's got the job. He's got the, oh. the truck. He's got it all. And it's like, okay, you got three more months. You're 18. Time for you to go, like Jesse said. But. And you want me to say something to him? Yes, please. Please help. Kiss it. Please help. Let me so, talk to I him. I mean, there's no mama around. You know, mama, she dead, so it's just me. So. <laughs> oh, and then you, you know me. I just sit around like, hey, man. You raise your son by yourself? You raised your son by yourself? Um, like last five years, so. Oh, okay. I got, he's the youngest, he's the baby, so he's kind of spoiled, so. All right, do you want to talk to me? Can you talk? <laughs> Is there anything you want to ask me or anything? Well, that's what, that was the whole point. You got, can you say something to him or? Oh, okay, I, you just want me to say anything. Uh, he goes out, look, he, 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 Get he does a job, it all, boy. he does it all. He has a job, yeah. <laughs> what was that? How you doing, buddy? Good. Uh, how do you feel that your father want me to say something to you? I don't know. You wonder what's wrong with him? Yeah, he's, he's crazy. What do you want me to say to you? 
Are you going to college tomorrow or high school? High school. Oh, 17. I see. What grade are you? Uh, I'm going to be a senior. Do you have to wear the mask thing? Mm, I don't think so. Oh, good. I don't... Oh, you smoke pot? You smoke pot? Huh? You smoke pot? Yeah. <laughs> you a pothead? Pretty much. He's sitting up there looking so nice and innocent, a pothead. <laughs> He's like, oh, nice. Why do you smoke pot? It's fun. It's fun? Yeah. Are you unhappy about something? No. I just you... do it because I know I'm a sinner. I just I don't really care. You just do like, what? Why? I like sinning. <laughs> it's the truth. You like sinning? Yeah. You like sinning? Mm-hmm. What the? I don't. I, mean, I want to get out of it, but I think in like probably fifty years I might. But I'm young right now. I'm only seventeen, so you know, just experience. So you're gonna stop smoking about fifty years from now? Probably. I don't know. You'll be dead by then. Did you know that there is something in the pot that causes mental illness? Mm-hmm. I just saw that on the news the other day. And it's going to drive you crazy. I can feel myself going crazy a little bit. You already feel that way? Yeah. Uh, how do you feel about your father? He's a good dad and he showed me you and stuff. But um. What do you dislike about him? What do you wish he would not do or stop doing? Being annoying, I guess. Being a mama? Yeah, absolutely. Have you told him that already? He knows that. But he He won't stop. And and how does he be a mama to you? What does he do? What? What was that? You say you wish he would stop being a mama, right? Oh, annoying. Annoying? Oh, annoying in what way? He's just, you know, like, you need to do right and stuff, and I don't want to do right. (laughs) Oh, he wants you to do right. Which you I don't... understand his point, but um, yeah. it's just how I am. Well, forgive him for that. Don't hold it against him. All right? That's the only way he can know how to love you. But he should be a good example for you so you can see the right way to go. So don't hold that against him. Then you won't need the pot. Yeah. You miss your mother? No. She's crazy. Rem- I'm sorry? Huh? What did you say? She was crazy. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, and you don't resent her either, right? Nope. Yeah. Well, all say I can tell you just suffer. Keep on smoking a pot and see how far it gets you. I, you. I already know that. I, I'm just going to suffer. For Do you want to stop smoking? I change. Huh? Do you want to stop smoking pot or no? I want to change. I want to stop being a sinner and stuff. It's just I'm young and dumb. Oh, I see. Yeah. You want to change, but you're just young and dumb? Mm-hmm. Oh, amazing. At least you know it. I, I recognize it. I, I know it. <laughs> well, I recommend that you, you know, are you doing the silent prayer? Nope. Do the silent prayer so you can eventually stop doing it. Okay. All right? Because you don't want to get into the pot thing. It, it, they have this stuff in there. It will cause you to become addicted to it, and that's not good for you. I understand. Are you dating? Nope. Oh, good. <laughs> at least you're doing one thing, right? Not right now, at least. <laughs> Do the silent prayer. Don't worry about it. You'll be fine. Okay. I wish you well, all right? Thank you. Okay. Um,
This young lady want to ask me something. She asked me all over you. Can you stand up for me? Uh, I want to call you every day. And I thought, I can't because you're going to beat the living tar out of me. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I love you so much. My husband and I were from Lakeland, Florida. And um, I know you're just Jesse, but I put, yes, you, on a, Jesse, I put you on a pedestal. I can't help myself. <laughs> Amazing. You, you've been the brightest light in our lives. We've been together 45 years. We have four sons, eight grandchildren, and you're just amazing. Right on. Amazing. That's good. The silent prayer, got to do it, no matter what it takes. And listen to me, I'm, I'm crazy and I'm evil. Um, <laughs> I'm a work in progress. Thanks for being so honest, sweetie. You got your life ahead of you, but... Just slow down and be yeah. careful because I was a pothead and now I can't remember any of it. <laughs> um, and one thing and one thing can lead to another really fast before you even know it. It's got you. And um, but I had such a hard time with the silent prayer. Horrible. That's how evil. How I know I was evil. Yeah. And I finally had to, ha- to find a hack. And my hack is now that I soak my feet when I'm doing it. Because it's an extra step to have to get up and dry them and start running across the tile. <laughs> so I soak my feet now when I'm doing and it. And it's helping. So um, I just love you all. Uh, it's so cool to meet, to be in the room with you. I feel so honored and you're experts. But what's just as cool... What's just as cool as being in a room with like-minded people. Yeah. So hard to find. So hard to find. And, um, oh, you know, I'm thinking, and I know it's probably a lie, but I would love to just have a community right near me of like-minded people. And you don't know. We've probably chased a lot of people away because everywhere we go, Jesse, Jesse, have you heard Jesse? And, and send in the website and send in the, your, you know, video. We spend three to six hours with you every day. Because <laughs> we, we might have missed something, so we got to hear it again. <laughs> and, and I prayed for you. I prayed because years ago, I mean, we've been, I, ten years ago, I think, I was riding down the road, and I heard you, and I don't know what I was listening to, but I know it was on AM. I had to pull over. I was like, who was that? And then... Four years ago, my son asked me, did you ever hear of Justin? I said, yeah. Where do you listen to it? Anyway, four years now. But you replaced Everybody Loves Raymond, Jeopardy, and Wheel of Fortune. <laughs> Amazing. And I, oh, this is my hero, a real man. Right and, on. But he watched it every night, and I was like, Lord, send us something better. And so, you know, anyway. Uh, so Lakeland, Florida, if, you're, if you ever want to connect with us, yeah. I would love, I don't know if it's real important, but I think so, to have a community of like-minded people. I'd love to get together. He's a cook. He loves to cook. He loves to feed people. And I already invited Hake. I said, come, come eat with us. <laughs> You know, so Lakeland, Florida, free place to stay. You know, it's not a big place, but it's cozy, and he cooks. And um, so, you know. 
Did you know that Hank is still celebrating his birthday? <laughs> we, we said don't happy know birthday. When, we don't know when Jesus was born, but we know when Hank was born. <laughs> anyway, we love you, and Thank you you're so amazing. Much. Thank you for coming. And my son is a Bible, he's a Bible thumper. Oh, he's a man. pastor of a 2,000-member church in West Palm Beach, and uh, doesn't, doesn't know near what, uh, yeah. what you've given us. So thank you. Thank You're you welcome. From the thank you so much. Um, oh, right here. And then we'll come here. All right. Uh, right here, Sam. Oh, oh, Chris. Right there. The other day I, I went to a meeting, and when I walked into this meeting, there were a bunch of people in there. And this one black guy was sitting there, real fat guy, real black, blacker than me. And, and so I noticed that he kept looking at me, and he's like, excuse me, sir. I noticed that there's something nice about you. You seem to have a, be at peace. And he said, well, how do you do that? I want peace. I was like, really? He's like, yeah. I said, go and forgive your mama. He said, go, he said but if I go and forgive her, she's not going to like that. Uh, I said, I know that she won't like it, but forgive her and God will forgive you. And he said to me, well, she's going to make me feel guilty because she's going to say uh, she took care of me and she's going to make me feel guilty. And I said, well, just say to her, that's fine. I didn't tell you to have me. It was your job to take care of me. I don't owe you anything. And the guy just started boohooing. And I'm like, what the? <laughs> He said, boohoo, and I say that because you don't have to force yourself on anyone. Once you're born of the light, you, people will see it in you, and you'll be able to help others. God will make that possible because there are people out there seeking the truth. They just, it's, it's rare that they find someone who's really returned to the Father. And so the light of the earth and the salt of the earth is needed, especially now with all this mess going on. So you will become a witness of God. You will be the light of the world. But you got to overcome the anger because there are a lot of people suffering. And they will see something different about you. And they will ask. So don't worry about it. It'll happen naturally. You don't have to be a Bible thumper. <clears throat> you don't have to force this on anyone. Just live your life and God is working through you. He's creating love through, through us. That's our primary purpose on earth is so that God can create love. He created through human beings. That's how he does it. Yes, sir. Hey, Jesse. Um, my name is Michael Fraser Jr. I'm from Jackson, Mississippi, and uh, I'm a truck driver. And about three or four years ago, uh, I bought my own truck and nice. uh, paid cash for it. I used all my own money. I didn't. Yeah. It could be done. And uh, I didn't use a loan for anything. Uh, I used my own money because I've always believed in saving uh, your own money because I was always around men that, uh, I'm from the South, so men used to always say a man should always have money in his pocket. Yeah. And That's right. Yeah. I would talk the same thing. Pay your bills, buy some food, have in your house. When I used to smoke pot, I used to smoke pot too, not as much as you, but... And I always knew, because I've been told, pay your bill, pay your rent, have some food in your house. 
So I knew I was going to get high that weekend. I would buy my groceries, pay my rent, and have a little pocket change, right. and then I get high. Right. Man, supposed to have money in your pocket. It's supposed to be leading the way and not following. That's from the good old days. That's the way they taught us. Absolutely. And it's, and it's funny you say that because I was raised by my grandparents, and they're your age. Yeah. Uh, my grandmother graduated. Oh, they're young, huh? <laughs> yeah, yeah. But uh, so I have a, a a different upbringing. I'm only 30, but I have a different upbringing from most people my age. Yeah. Uh, and I guess that's why I kind of related to you because uh, I have an old soul. And because of my grandparents, but uh, about three or four years ago, uh, I bought my own truck, paid cash, and I ended up having a blowout. And I had a blowout on the front tire, and I had my cruise set when it happened. I was going about Amazing. 65, and I had seen videos of that same thing happening where people did not survive, you know, for whatever reason, uh, and. I ended up, long story short, uh, the insurance wouldn't pay for it because they didn't consider it a collision with another vehicle because it's a blowout. Because I didn't hit anybody, right. uh, thank goodness. Uh, yeah. And so, long story short, I ended up losing the truck. Uh, not losing it because I had paid cash for it. Uh, I sold it to a savage yard. And right away, Satan got in my head and said, Look at all that money you lost, because uh, I had put like twenty thousand into the engine. Uh, I had done a lot of work because it was an older truck to get it road worthy. And right away he got in my head. But I also remember you said never let anything be in, that important to you. So I let it go. Yeah. And because I let it go, I was able to move forward. And the company that I was leased to, because I. I've always been taught to have a good attitude about yeah. anything. And they allowed me to switch over to the company side, uh, driving for them. And I was grateful for that, and I kept a good attitude. Well, long story short, another opportunity came, because I continued to save my money, and um, another opportunity came to where, because I kept a good attitude, I wasn't blind to seeing the opportunity. Yeah. And they're going to allow me to buy the truck that they gave me. And uh, it's actually a better deal because it's a newer truck. Uh, I, I received it brand new from them. So I'm saying this to say what you say is, is definitely a lot of truth in it because I know in my life I could have been down and out about that situation and missed another opportunity. That's right, man. Absolutely. And so, Have a good attitude about all things. And so I want to personally thank you for uh, what you do because right on. Uh, it could have been a lot worse. When you look back on situations, it could be a lot worse. I could have got killed uh, because I could have overreacted. And that's another yeah. thing I want to thank you about. When it happened, I don't know if you guys have ever seen a semi-truck tire blow, but it sounds like a grenade. And by being a front tire attached to your stern wheel, you can easily lose control. And I was loaded. I had like 44,000 pounds on the trailer. So it could have been, been real bad. What? No. <laughs> so uh, I just want to thank you for what you do. And, right on. Uh, I really appreciate it. because You're you welcome, really, man. God really bless have, you. Uh, made my life great. God bless you. Thank you.
There's nothing in life that's worth overreacting to. Nothing, nothing important, really. When I was in that fallen state, I was so emotional, I would say things so personal. But now that you overcome that, no big deal. Nothing at all. Um, let me take right here, and then right there, and then, then we'll come there and over here, we're back over here, too. Yes, sir. Howdy, Jesse. Hey, sir. Uh, Mike from Houston. Um, talk, uh, ask about forgiveness. So about four years ago, forgive my mother, forgive my father, as you say. Um, kind of like some of the other people that spoke today, you know, I, I didn't really feel like it did, it did much. Uh, never did the silent prayer, even after, even after forgiving. Um, I can't remember what my, what I told my mom when I forgave her. Um, I can't really say what, what I said or anything about that. But um, I remember her saying that she apologized to me for everything. Um, so fast forward, <clears throat> I always felt like I didn't do it right. But I listened to you and, and I said, no, I did it right. This is Satan telling me, hey, you didn't do it. Um, so, um, but I always struggled with that, with that feeling that I didn't do it right. I didn't do it right. Because I know, I know one thing for sure. I did not say, I'm sorry for resenting you or I hated you or anything like that. Um, so about two weeks ago, um, didn't plan this. My mom was at my house. Um, it just, I just told her, Hey, you know, mom, I'm sorry for resenting you. I hated you kind of thing. Um, she tried to hug me, tried to tell me she loved me. I didn't, re- I didn't reciprocate at all. I was kind of like, man, just get off of me. You know, um, yeah. I, I wanted nothing to do with it. Um, but was I wrong for that? Or did I forgive the first time? Right. Or did I need to do that again? Did I need to say well, those words? One thing I want to tell you is that. It's not like a right or wrong way. Yeah. It's that when we see that we're, we have this hatred in our hearts and we know that it's wrong, you just apologize for the hatred. I'm sorry for holding that against you. Yeah. It's not like a right or wrong way. Right. You're really, what you're saying to God, I, I've been playing God, you know, I'm sorry. You're really repenting to God, too, for playing God. And that way he can call, bring you into the kingdom of heaven. Mm-hmm. So don't let Satan use that against you right or wrong way. It's just that you see you're having a heart, this heart, there's an anger in your heart. You're confessing that. You're not in denial about it. And the way to let it go is to go and forgive, and you'll be fine. Yeah. So um, don't let Satan tell you that it's a wrong way or a right way. Okay. Um, and like I said, you know, I've, I've never, I've tried to do the silent prayer. Um, never stuck with it. Um, ever what since what that, happens when you try to do it? Uh, thoughts rush in my head. Uh, can't sit still. Um, uh, I mean, like, my mind wanders. I yeah. mean, it's like, it's, it's like a movie, but it's like a lot of action going on, and I just can't and, stay and, still. And are you seeing that action going on? You yeah. watch this. That's what you're supposed to do. Okay. You're just supposed to observe all that stuff rather than being a part of it. Okay. You've been living in there. That's what's been driving you crazy over the years. Yeah. But if you can see it, it's God who will allow you to see it. You can't make yourself see thoughts. Right. It's the light of God just shine on the darkness. And he allows you to see, and you know that he's with you because you can't see that. Um, another thing is um, I find myself not being able to sit still in life. Um, I work a lot. Um, when I come home, I work at home. Yeah. Um, sometimes I spend unnecessary money to upgrade things in my house. Um, got a nice house. I got a lot of nice stuff, and, you know, my family has everything, but I'm constantly moving. I, I could never just. I would highly recommend that you start doing it. Sit quietly so you can get past that. And like I was saying to the young lady, you don't have to do it for the whole half hour. Right. 
but a few manners are better than nothing. Okay. And you grow into it, but because that's all ego that come from the trauma. Yeah. You know, maybe you've been taught to work all the time to run away from these issues, but you got to start facing them so that you can overcome it. Okay. So practice sitting still anyway. And if you feel like you're going to die, just let yourself die, but sit there and go through it. Okay. So because it's not you that's dying, it's the ego that made a home in you, the nature of Satan. It is dying. It has to die in stillness because that's the light of God. So sit still and go through it anyway. Okay. It feels like you're dying, but you're not. Right. So um, I lost my train of thought. Um, yeah, I had something to say, but I guess I, I guess I lost my train of thought. Well, if you come back, let me know. Okay. All right. Uh, um. <laughs> One thing I want to say is uh, uh, today's my wedding anniversary. Uh, my wife asked me what I wanted to do, and I said, well, I don't know what you're going to do, but I'm going to go see Jesse. Nice. <laughs> Thank you. Amazing. <laughs> well, stay with the silent prayer, though. Do it a few minutes, oh, and you're growing to it. I, I remember what I want to say now. So um, after, after um, I, I told my mom I resented her two weeks ago, I feel like I'm ready to do the silent prayer. Like, yes. I never felt like I was able to do it before, and I haven't done it yet because I wanted to talk to you first. I knew I was coming here. And, and it's like, it's like, is that a normal feeling? That, or? Absolutely. Okay. Go to it. You'll be fine. Okay. All right? Okay. Nice, man. Thank you. Thank you. And I'm glad you're pushing your wife around. <laughs> All the time. That's right. Five, yes. Five minutes. Oh, really? Well, we have to be out of here in less than 20 minutes. Right. Oh, okay. Uh, um, is there anyone here who disagree or have any question about what we've been talking about, anything? Any disagreement? Oh, Lord. The little Bible thumper. All right, I'll let you ask one more question or comment, and then we have to wind it down. Go ahead. <clears throat> no, we need it on the mic. It's on. Hello. Okay. So, I appreciate you asking, letting me ask one more question. Yes, sir. Um, I know you had mentioned that the the Bible says that you shouldn't let any man teach you the Bible. I do know that um, Jesus' last commandment before ascending into heaven was to Speaking go. Speak into the mic for me. Okay. Was to go uh, make disciples of all nations baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, right. teaching them to obey all the things that he had commanded them. Um, would, would that not be teaching, or is that, not, is that a misinterpretation of what he's saying? When you become a son of God, you're going to naturally be an example, and people will see, or you run into a situation where you can point the right way for the people, you automatically become a disciple for the, for God because now you're His son again. But then, will I but make disciples? But you're not going to be like teaching them the Bible. You're not going to teach them to read the Bible, remember the scriptures, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. That won't happen. Okay. All right. I guess I'm I'm trying to understand what you're saying, but we we well, won't be teaching the Bible. Don't then? don't try to understand. Ask God to let you see. Like I said to the young lady. So. Ask God to reveal it to you, and he will. If you want to know the truth, he will show it to you. If we, if we shouldn't let another man to teach us the Bible, are you not 
teaching us the Bible? Are you not, um, like, what, what are you teaching us then? Nothing. Okay. I'm just pointing to the source. So, so then why are we all here? What, what are we all here for if it's not to learn? We're here for life. I mean, if, if you don't want any more questions, that's fine. I'll, I'll sit back We're down. all here because we wanted to get out of town for a minute. Thank you, man. Yep. Have a nice day. All right. I appreciate it. Um, yes, ma'am. Hey, Jesse. Hi. Can you guys hear me? Okay. It's not, I don't hear you. I hear you, but not clear. Is this good? Can you Is hear it me on? now? Speak up a little bit, yes. Okay. Can you hear me now? Yeah, go ahead. Okay, sorry guys. No um, problem. First of all, I want to welcome you to Florida. Thank you. So I'm a native Floridian, and I hope you love it here as much as I do. And um, I just want to say that we started watching you, my husband and I, about two years ago on the YouTube videos. Right. And I hope everybody has seen those. We've really enjoyed them. But I want to say um, your message, if you will, has made such an impact, a positive impact in my husband's life. Um. I'll just go back a little bit. I was raised in the Methodist churches right. all my life. And um, that's gone so far for me personally. So not actually far enough into my adulthood right. as far as helping me. You know, it's just formal religion. You go to church on Sunday. Then when you leave church, you just kind of do the regular stuff again. And I think that happens to many people, which it's definitely happened to me. Yes. I wasn't able to bring it home. Yeah. Okay. Um, we raised two children. Um, we've been together uh, actually 42 years in August. And if you think about 42 years, we met at 15 and 16 years old in high school. Um, we've been married 30 years. And Amazing. if you can think about all that, your stages and phases of life, you go through so much all through those years. And so I went to church for 30-some-odd years or more by myself. And then when I had my children, I brought them. And people were always saying, so, are you single? Are you married? We never see, or, you know, do you have a husband or what's going on? And that's kind of normal talk in church. They want to see what program you can be in. And uh, so, fast forwarding uh, this last decade, uh, we had a lot of trials as far as uh, losing jobs, um, not being able to put food on the table. These are all everyday things that people go through. Most people don't talk about them, but I don't have a problem with that. So I went to church, and this was up in Live Oak, Florida, near Tallahassee. And um, the congregation, they actually practice what they preach. And I found that so refreshing. And um, I kind of shared some of it with some of the older ladies there. that We were struggling just to feed our children. There were minors at the time, and we didn't have jobs, and everything was falling apart. And uh, I came home with two bags of groceries one day from church. And my husband said, well, where did you get that? And I said, the church. And he said, well, you know what? I've never gone to church with you, and now we're talking 30-some-odd years we were together. And he says, i got to go and meet these people. And so we made a joke that if you ever went to church with me, the cross would fall off and burn in front of us. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> and, and I'm just saying, it was kind of our joke. Like, if you ever walk in, everybody will be in shock, you know, and... And just because of our history in life, we've gone through a lot of things yeah. um, together and individually. We haven't had easy upbringings. A lot, both of us has ha- have had traumatic home lives. 
and we try to change that with our children. Um, but the reality is um, I've always kind of gotten away from God during my worst moments. And I've noticed that pattern for the last 20 years, and especially the last 10. And again, just thinking about you, um, my husband did become involved with church going and things like that. Then I kept going to church. And then he started watching you. Like I said, about two years ago, he found you. And um, it's just been amazing to watch how positive he's become yeah. you know, in himself. And then I started watching with him saying, hey, what is it about this guy and things like that. And um, at first I wasn't sure about the whole, you know, you know, women are evil. We have all this kind of stuff going on. But, you know, honestly, I do, I do understand it now. It doesn't upset me at all. Right I took on. the time to watch the shows. Yep. And I really believe in your message. It's helped me greatly. It's helping my husband. It's helped our son. You met him yesterday. He was at the conference. He just turned 19. It's helping him to be a man, quote, unquote, and really stand up. Right um, I'm trying to get my daughter, who's 27, involved with your messages. That will help her marriage that's having tremendous problems right now. Yeah. Um, so I just want to say, honestly, to me, you're such a special person, you know, as an individual. I feel like you have incredible insight. Um, I feel like uh, it's not just formal religion. Right. You know, you've been through your stages of life, and you understand what all of us are going through. And... Uh, I just hope you can keep on doing it for as long as you can. And uh, I will continue to work hard with all the things that you, you pass on uh, to make me be a better person. Right on. And to, to share that with others. And I have to say, especially to keep us in, you know, uh, you know nice. good commitment with each other. Amazing. So thank you. Nice. Well, stay with the silent prayer. Doubt every thought. You can't go wrong. I haven't done this silent prayer at all, so I feel so guilty right now. <laughs> no, don't feel guilty. Just go to it. That's okay. all to it. Yeah. And, and thank you so much because you're giving me um, like a tool, if you will, to yeah. have some peace of mind that I've needed. That's right. Thank Do you so prayer. much. God bless you. Thank you. What I want to do real fast, I know we got more hand, but I wanted the ladies, there's uh, ladies from Bonn who flew out here to help us last night, served the guys out there, and are they, here, are they in the building right now? The ladies from Bonn, Victoria and all them? Can they come down real fast? I just, because you guys haven't met the ladies from Bonn, right? Yeah, there's some ladies at barn too. <laughs> Looking for a man. Now I'm playing. <laughs> In the meantime, this young man has a question right behind you, Samuel. Way back there. Yeah. And but how did ladies come in real fast? Okay. Hey, sir. Yeah, I just, I just, I didn't really have a question, but I just want to thank you. Um, I heard you about. I don't know, maybe two years ago or something, when I was 19 or 18, somewhere around there. I'm 21 now, but, I mean, growing up, I had a, I really disliked my father sitting right next to me, uh, and I was really close to my mother, and I was, you know, 
everything you said, basically, nobody ever talked about it. And then I stumbled across your video one time, and you're the only guy that said anything that made sense. So that's why I resonated so much with you. So I started watching it, and as soon as I heard you say that, it was like a conference a couple years ago. It just clicked, and I went over, you know, a couple months later, I went to forgive my dad and my mother. And, you know, now it's, it, everything feels back in order. So I just, I mean, I, just, I really just wanted to thank you. You're welcome, Mary. You're blessed to wake up so yeah. early in life, such a young guy. You avoid a lot of hardship and mistakes. Yeah. God is with you. Yeah, and every, everything's just opening up. But yeah. Yeah, I just. I right just, on, man. Yeah, I just thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. Yeah. Amazing. <laughs> One thing I'll come down here. I want you guys to meet the ladies. About. One thing I want to tell you while they're coming is that once you wake up, God will provide. There are so many opportunities right in front of you that you don't see. But once you wake up, you're going to see that they're there. These are ladies of mine, at least some of them. Uh, tell me your name and what you do real fast, your business and stuff. This is, because we have a white Victoria and a black one. Yeah, so we At had church. to differentiate. Yeah. Is, is it okay? Okay. Um, but yes, I own a credit restoration company out of California. And yeah, so if you have bad credit, pull me to the side. We'll talk. Or if you just need to have questions, I guess. Thank but yes, you, yeah. I'm a lady of bond. So yes, Victoria. Right. <laughs> Hello, everybody. I'm Haiti. I am the founder of ProAmerica360.com, and I am a very, very proud sponsor of this men's conference. Thank you, right. everyone, for your support. You. Hello, it's good to be here. Um, my name is Amber. I just recently started going to Bond, and it's changed my life tremendously, and it's all thanks to God and thanks to Jesse as well. So nice to meet you. Hi, everyone. My name is Marlene. Um, it's actually a year now um, that I started attending Bond, and it has totally changed my life. I'm so blessed and just grateful to be here. And, you know, no, no, Jesse. So thank you so much, right Jesse. Hello, everyone. My name is Kamala. This is Lucia. And um, I am the wife of Jesse's bodyguard, Mark. And uh, we Did love Mark Bond. beat you up too? No. You too hard about to beat me. No. And we love Bond. Yeah. Right on. Thank you. Thank you, guys. All right. Thank you, ladies. I just want you guys to see them because they helped put a lot of stuff that happened last night in the, in the, in the rooms out there. They helped put all that together. So thank you, ladies. I appreciate it. Um, So it's really, really been an honor to meet all of you, and I'm blessed to see so many men and women waking up. We got to bring back Christianity. They have tried to destroy it. This country was built on the values of God. The founders, they believed in the Father. They, had, they caught hell, creating one of the greatest countries on this side of heaven. We just can't lay down and let the children of the lie take it away from us. 
They have us fighting amongst each other while they're taking power, so-called power, our rights away and all that kind of stuff. We got to cut it out. We got to bring back love. We got to start speaking up. Don't resent, but speak up. Don't be afraid to speak up. And God is with us. We don't have to worry. He will take care of us. And I want to encourage you to stay with the silent prayer. Speak up, but don't resent. And the rest is easy. And after a while, speaking up is not going to be a big deal to you either. It's going to be easy because you would know that God is with you and you would not have fear. All right? So thank you all so much. Stay with the silent prayer. I appreciate it. Thank you. I do appreciate it. What I I want to do, we we need your support, of course. We have a, we we tutor, we counsel, we have all kinds of programs and things. We have a radio, I'm building this uh, 24-hour radio news cycle where young men, conservative guys, we're going to be doing talk radio for 24 hours a day. We're helping the guys with business and things like that. So we definitely need your support. The guys are going to be coming around with the basket. And James has the credit card machine. Nick has the credit card machine if you need that. Um, so we'll get that done and we'll be out of here. In the meantime, the lady in the black and white want to ask me something. Uh, yeah, go to her. While they're, going to, they're coming with the basket, you, you guys can sit down for just one minute for us. Uh, Nick and those guys that come in. And uh, then we'll be out of here. Thank you for your support, all right? And thank you for tuning in for the, to the radio show and all that good thing. I do appreciate it. Yes, ma'am. So you had a question? No, I didn't have a question. Do, do you disagree with anything you heard, uh, anything at all? Say that again? Do you disagree with anything you've heard at all? No. And, and what's your name and where are you from? <laughs> My Can name you stand is... up for me? Are you a little shy? Yes. Oh, you smoke pot? No. Okay, you're, my name is Deanna Lovelace. You don't smoke pot? No. Have you ever smoked pot? No. Do you want to smoke pot? <laughs> no. no. <laughs> Thank you for coming. Where are you from? I'm from Florida. Well, from here, West Palm. I'm oh, Deanna okay. Lovelace. And so how did you hear about us while you were doing that? How did you hear about us? My boyfriend. Yeah? yeah? And what was your first impression when you first heard the first show? I didn't like you. <laughs> you yeah. looked like you weren't like me. <laughs> and, and why not? I didn't really understand it, really, yeah. but he clarified everything. And did you go and forgive your mother? Yes. How did Who that says go? I didn't? Who says I have something towards my mother? So what now? Who says I have anything towards my mother? Did you say yes you went or you did not go? I did it. Oh, and, and you say who said that you have? Yes. Oh, you asking me who said that? Mm-hmm. There's not one person on earth who don't have something toward the mothers. Oh, okay. Not one. We're all born in sin. And what that means is that we're born into imperfect parents. Uh-huh. And they turned us away from God by causing us to become angry. And we become like them. So that's why I know that. True, true. Yeah. And okay. so what happened when you went to her? She kind of admitted everything. She did what? She admitted everything that I was saying to her. And she was like, oh, I'm sorry. And I was like, cool. Nice. And how about your father? What about him? You said what? 
What about him? You what? What about him? Did you go to him? No, I didn't go to him. You I don't, don't have any issues with him. It was her. Nice. It's always the women. Yeah. yeah. Are you close to your father? Yes and no. What, what does that mean? I'm not close to him, but I mean, I respect him. You love him? Yeah. Oh, good. Well, you're going to be a good wife. Hopefully. Yeah. Are you in college or high school or what? No, just working. Oh, good. Don't go to school. <laughs> Don't educate a man. Okay. <laughs> and she'll be a good wife. Well, thank you. Are you doing the silent prayer? No. So I'm doing the silent prayer. Let me know what you think. Call the show and tell me what you think. About okay. It. Thank right. you. You're welcome. Good to meet you. You too. All right. While they're doing the offering, I can take more questions, so we'll do that. Okay, let's... We're going to end at three. At three? No, we're going to end at three now. Oh, okay. Well, when they finish the offer, we'll end the whole thing. But I'll just talk to these people until we end it. So, yeah, you can... So I need to say goodbye to the screen people. Oh, I see. Goodbye, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, screen folks, for tuning in today. And don't forget, we'll be back in L.A. tomorrow. We'll be doing a radio show live, so tune in for my show and then the hate report. We will be back on the air. Thank you for your support, your donations and super chats and things like that. We'll read them on the air tomorrow, all right? So we're letting the stream people go. We're shutting down the streaming. All right. Thank you.